This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you would like at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site that we share with you are completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you five, six, seven, eight bucks a month just to get into some of the same stuff that you get for free over at freetalklive.com. So enjoy that. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian, Marcus, and Mark. Marcus is here from BrainlessTales.com. Yes, that's right. Uh, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. We're going to go right into your phone calls to start things out. And then Mark is upset. We'll find out why uh, okay. here in a moment. Uh, but we've got to start out Jared on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jared. Hey, hey guys. What's up? Hey, um, welcome I to the show. I just wanted to comment. Thank you, Ian. Um, you guys were talking about, I think it was last night or so, about how Wayne LaPierre gave a speech, and you know, you guys weren't really happy about what he said about you know armed guards in schools and and all that. There was and also I'm another part to, to that, that speech, by the way, that uh, we didn't mention, and that is he blamed the, the media. Games. He blamed the media. Yeah, yeah. media, video games. Um, yeah, I I wasn't happy with it either, but I was hoping to just paint a bigger picture, if I may. The National Rifle Association is the mainstream gun group. They're the ones with the largest members. They have the most clout. I don't agree with them, but I mean, I'm still a life member with them. But there's other gun groups out there, too, that do a lot of good work. Uh, For example, Second Amendment Foundation's huge. Um, They file lawsuits mostly, so they actually go after state laws. They had one in Massachusetts last year that I thought was a pretty good win. And uh, they do it around the country. If you were to go to their website, they have a list of lawsuits. Now, basically, the more gun groups, the better. I think a lot of them are important as a whole because of what they do. Like, if you just have one, it's very easy to target them. But the truth is, the National Rifle Association is the largest one, and they do other things like they – uh, they have youth shootings and all that stuff. Like teach younger children how to shoot. <laughs> that came out kind of wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah they do training wrong. courses. They have certified right. instructors I mean is, and that sort of thing. Right. I mean, a lot of these other groups, like gun owners of America, yeah, they're all good and all that. But I mean, the truth is, if the people buying guns are only older white males, then it's going to get to a point to where guns will be banned because nobody's going to own them. So you need a group out there that's showing, look, you know, it can be fun to target. You know, there's, you know, it's a tool and things of similar nature. So I think all the gun groups are important. And then, yeah, I'm not happy with what he said either. But, you know, from his point of view, his point of view is to get the attention just off of the guns are the problems, because if that's the case, then they're going to really try to target them. Well, you know, I'm in favor of freedom for everybody. Uh, certainly guns are not my primary issue, but I support your right, right. to uh, to own them. And I get where you're coming from. More groups, certainly a good thing. It gives more choice in the marketplace. Each individual can support whatever groups feel he or she feels are more aligned with, uh, with their viewpoint. And people's resources are limited, right? So it's important to know where these groups stand on the issues because if you're a liberty-minded person and you only have, you know, 50 bucks a month that you can contribute to the organizations that you support, you know, you're not going to be able to give money to everybody in any sort of meaningful manner. So pick the best one that is most aligned with you. And, you know, it seems to me that if you love freedom, the NRA is not the most uh, friendly organization right. to that. It's hard for me to get, like, excited about any of these gun groups, frankly, very many of of them because I haven't found the one yet that supports my right to 
bear a weapon. As a felon, you as mean? As a felon. And the truth is, Mark, that you won't. I mean, I know that's not something you would like to be told. And, you know, it sucks currently that you can't do that. But if any gun group was to come out and say that, you know, the media would be arming violent felons convicted of murder. That would be great. I think that would be excellent publicity. In fact, Mark, maybe what you need to do is start your own gun. I don't group. care that, that much felons about guns, for though. firearms. I just don't care that much yeah. about guns, though. Yeah, that right. that would go over real well, right? Felons for firearms. <laughs> I, I think, but but this That's is the right. thing. That's why why should I care about one of these gun groups when they don't care about uh, and sure. their their right to exist when they don't care about my right to to own a weapon? Yep. To protect my family. In your case, Mark. In your case, Mark, I would uh, agree with you. I think that yeah, you All right. would definitely have a very valid claim. There. Then the NRA could go to hell. Was on tonight, but <laughs> well, because uh, well, Nemi could tell you more about the local state groups. But I mean, a lot of these gun control measures are passed on the state level and not necessarily on the federal level. I mean, yeah, there's twenty thousand gun laws and not on the federal level, but California alone probably has you know twenty million. So I mean. <laughs> You know, a lot of those groups are important, too. But, no, I agree, Mark. You're in a very tight spot on that, and there is really no group out there that's going to go to bat for you because it's hard enough to, you know, fight for non-felons to keep guns. I mean, it's, you know, that would just be the third rail. I get it. And the thing is, the NRA, it's a political group, basically, and whenever you have politics, you know, there's going to be concessions made, and that's that's what's happening there. Now, there was a distant relative of mine uh, many years ago in New York City, of all places, that uh, used a gun to uh, thwart a home invader. Uh, and uh, that was illegal. It was. And, and uh, the gun was not, you know, wasn't registered or whatever, I suppose. It was a handgun. Uh, and, and and this turned into a lawsuit, but the NRA went to bat for him so mm. and backed him up on that. So awesome. Did this, he win? I believe he did, uh, but this was wow. this was uh, many years ago. I think it might have even been before I was born. Oh, okay. So, so this is probably long, not as easy to do today, right? This was a long time ago. So, of course, but I grew up. My father was always saying, like, "Oh, you know, he supported the NRA," and that was one of the stories he would talk speak to. But of, I mean, unfortunately for somebody that's a felon. I think you're going to be hard pressed for a group like that to come out and support you. Unfortunately, because they're not they're not putting you down; they're putting down the whole idea of the felon. And Frankly, the federal government is the biggest supporter of felons' rights to keep to protect themselves. Because none of these gun groups will even come out and say, "Yes, a felon has the right to own a handgun made before 1898 that does not use uh, you know normal ammunition or whatever." <laughs> they won't even come out and say what the law is. Mm. The law actually allows. In, in 49 states, New Hampshire being the crappiest state in the union when it comes to felons protecting their families, um, 49 states, I can own, at least I think that um, it's true in 49, it may be other states that Certainly in Florida, and the federal law says that uh, a felon can own a black powder pistol or, um, you know, depending on how you interpret it, any handgun made before 1898. Jared, thanks for the rundown. Uh, what would you say is the most liberty-friendly of gun groups? Depends what you're looking for. Uh, Second Amendment Foundation uh, has definitely uh, filed lawsuit after lawsuit, and they've won quite a few. And they had one in Massachusetts a year ago. Mass had an archaic law that said if you weren't a citizen, you couldn't get a gun license. Uh, you could, but it was a really crappy one that really didn't cover any gun worth, you know, 
keeping, but they sued. They won. A federal judge threw that out. Now you've got people who are not citizens who have access to the same type of gun license that everybody else has. So, I mean, that's a big win, I I would say. I mean, a lot of groups push stuff like that. Um, it all depends what you're looking for, but I think a lot of it starts with your local group because, like I said, most of these most of these laws come down at the state level and not necessarily the federal level. So. Very good. Thanks for sharing those thoughts. I appreciate the call and uh, expertise tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, if you're a gun guy living in Massachusetts, I have to ask why. Why would you well, wh- do that? Well, why do people live anywhere? They grew up there, right? And they deal with the tyranny that, that they grew up with. It's oh, bad down I, I, there. I was listening to something on NPR on the way here about a uh, town in, in Italy where they're like dumping dioxins um, out of this uh, steel factory. And people are getting cancer, and it's been happening for 10 years. I mean, let's, right. let's talk about there? people that continue to live in stupid places. I mean, they're spewing carcinogens out in the air. They're, they're talking about the mussels, which is the staple diet in this particular place. Uh, you know, the sheep, everything's full of cancer-causing dioxins, and people won't leave. So, I mean, you know, yeah. whatever it is that you know we might interpret as an infringement of freedom just doesn't compare to cancer carcinogens. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It can be tough to get people to leave where they're from. They've got a. They feel like they're tied to those places oh, all the time. You know, you grow up with your family, your friends, your school, all these things. It's familiar. You, yep, it's familiar. Well, it's easy. In it's, this case of the uh, dioxins, I mean, your property value is tanking. Mm-hmm. How do you? I mean, you know, at least I have a place to live here. Toll free number tonight is eight five five four fifty free. Coming up, the Move Here Project. Uh, Mark, you're going to tell us about that. It's a new Facebook page that uh, you created today, and we'll find out why and what it's all about. 855-450-FREE. You can also bring up anything you would like. Take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, take control of the airwaves and do it toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. They include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, no problem. You can just click and download. Right there at the top of the website, the last seven days' worth, you can then click into the archive section if you'd like to go back further and access archives that go all the way back to, well, to the beginning of the show now. We've, uh, we've put up uh, a couple of torrents, which include the first couple of years, and then there's a gap, and then it's from 2006 on. You can get them day by day. Uh, you can download a lot of free archives at freetalklive.com so enjoy those free talk live is brought to you by the free state project your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is over at freestateproject.org and that is where you will learn more about a movement of over 20,000 people 
or at least that's the intention. We've got over 13,000 people that have signed up thus far. We're two-thirds of the way, more than two-thirds of the way, uh, to the goal. And we want to get 20,000 people to move to New Hampshire and get active for liberty. Because fact is, we're too spread apart. Liberty-oriented people are too dispersed throughout this country, and it's impossible to get a foothold anywhere as a result of that. So go to freestateproject.org, learn about the reason why Marcus, Mark, and myself are all here together tonight. Is because we wouldn't know you, Marcus, if it weren't for the Free State Project. No, that's right. I met you guys at the events that the Free State Project holds, and then, uh, you know, I've visited New Hampshire many times, and now I live right here in Keene. So you've been to the Liberty Forum. I've been to the Liberty Forum. It was my first event, and it was phenomenal. Tell me what you like the most about it. You know what? It, it's it's held in a very nice hotel in the wintertime, and it's really great because everybody is really closed – not closed in, but the, uh, it's a very dense um, – you know, gathering of liberty lovers. Sure. You're all, you're not outside, you're all inside wearing just some comfortable clothing. You know, some people dress a little bit nicer, but you're just around so many people, the energy, it's like going to a concert. When you Mm. go to a concert and everyone has that energy because they're there to see that band and they, that's the same energy, but it's all based on liberty. So uh, you get wow, to hear way to describe Yeah, it. you get to hear these great speakers and just interact with all the people that are visiting uh, the event as well. It's it's really uh, you can't miss it. You know, it's it's don't don't miss the Liberty Forum. It's really a great great time. Your chance to get registered is right now because the 2013 edition of the Liberty Forum is coming up February 21st February 21st through the 24th. Uh, Just around the corner. Yep, same place as before, the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. As you mentioned, it's a very nice hotel. And speakers include Tom Woods. He is the Saturday night keynote speaker. The Friday night keynote speaker has yet to be announced. Now, when the Friday night keynote speaker is announced... The price of the forum will go up. I heard it goes up on the 1st, January 1st. Yep, I just saw that post on Facebook. So go ahead and go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and sign up. And it's coupon code FTL2012. I don't think there is a coupon code this year. I haven't heard anything about a coupon code. Use FTL2013. Did you? Have you been told about that? No, because it's it's been that every other time. So why in the world would you change doing... Okay, let us know if that works. I have not been told to tell anybody about a coupon code, Mark, so I feel uncomfortable telling people to do something that I haven't been told. Be prepared to is, use a coupon code, uh, and, if that, and, and you should use that co- coupon code. Anyway, let's talk more about who's going to be there. Uh, apparently, Jeffrey Tucker is back awesome. this year. He was there last year. and uh, But usually they try to bring in a fresh crew of speakers, people that haven't been there before. Yeah. Uh, Tom Woods, I mentioned him. Corey Doctorow is going to be there. Declan McCullough from CNET. Ben Stone from the Bad Quaker Podcast. He's a great speaker. <laughs> Yep. Uh, as well as Kira Pike Peacock, is, is that how you pronounce it? Leonard Peacock's daughter, uh, who's an author, will be there. As well as some others. Uh, you can go to, oh, Eric Voorhees is going to be there from bitinstant.com. As so, he should. That's exciting. Uh, a number of other folks. Go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum. And of course, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live every single night. And likely some of the other uh, liberty-oriented shows you might enjoy hearing will be live and in person there. We'll tell you more about that as the event gets closer. But don't miss this. If you can be uh, in New Hampshire for the Liberty Forum February 21st through the 24th, it'll be worth it. And it's affordable. I mean, a convention for 200 bucks, and that includes the banquet dinners? That's it's great. It, it's totally worth awesome. paying for the meals. Uh, I paid for the meals yeah. last year when they separated out. It was so worth it because you get to sit with... 
uh, either people you already know or people you don't know. A lot of times I'll just go in without anybody and just see sit where at I'm going yeah, to just sit at a table and yep. you, you strike up a conversation. You make new friends or make new acquaintances. It's really great. Don't I be totally scared agree. of making friends, folks. Yeah, These people the – well, right. Like the, and people have said – that when they've moved to New Hampshire, and I, I'm sure this is true to some extent of just going to the Liberty Forum, but when they've moved to New Hampshire, they've felt like they've connected with old friends that they've actually never known before. Like that, these people that are here for the Free State Project and also some of the liberty-oriented natives uh, here are like old friends. They, there's that feeling of, of a connection with them that as though there's somebody that you do know, but you've never met them before. Yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining Yes, that no, perfectly. definitely. And, you know, what? the very first person I met at my very first uh, Liberty Forum was actually Mark Warden, the porcupine, the porcupine real estate, estate guy. Yeah. So he, of course, introduced me to some other people who lived in New Jersey that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was really great. You know, he's so personable and outgoing. He, he kind of got it going for me, like introducing me to people. So it's just really great. You, you, every time you sit down or turn around, you start talking to somebody and have a great conversation. FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. Uh, that takes us right into something you wanted to talk about here tonight, Mark. Your new Facebook page, the Move Here Project. What uh, inspired this? Well, um, we did an interview last night with uh, Chase Voluntarist Rachel. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Rachel's, um, Rachel's about uh, his project, the, Lo- the Blue Ridge Liberty Project. And, um, you know, people, some people felt, some people certainly were very uh, vocal in letting us know that they felt that we were not fair. We were too tough on him and, um, you know, that kind of thing. Now, frankly, I got to say, Chase doesn't seem to feel that way. Um, he seems to feel like he got a great, you know, he sees the value in being in a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations. Maybe not that particular iteration, but, um, you know, he sees well, the value. his friends didn't like that we were critical of what he's doing. It's some, well, not even just his friends. There were plenty of people that seemed to have no relation to it at all that felt that we were critical. And mostly people seem to, their, their arguments seem to be, what's the problem? You believe in competition. Why? Why not have competition in this area? And I'm going to say, you know, I get where you're coming from. I do believe in competition. But I also, uh, you know, and it's not jealousy towards my product necessarily. I think to some extent that's true because I am. You're talking about competition in the realm of moving people to one place for more freedom. Right. I mean, I am a I'm a proponent of the Free State Project. Maybe not the greatest proponent in the world, but I do think that if you're going to pick up and move your life to some place in order to work for more liberty for the community as a whole, the Free State Project is the place to do that. And one of the things that really concerns me is, is that there have been a lot, a lot of people who have started up projects like this. There's been a lot of idle chatter where people say, you know what? You should move to Poughkeepsie. It's really nice. We'll have the Poughkeepsie Freedom Project. Move to Paulville. Right. You know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of them. But I'm not kidding. There's all kinds of idle chatter where people just say, oh, they did it in New Hampshire. What's the big whoop? Let's, let's do, just do, do it, it in my town. Right. Right. Hey, everybody you move all by me. can move to where I am, and it'll be, it'll be awesome. Right, and if you critique that, then apparently you're the bad guy. If we have an opinion that is not in favor of all of these other projects, then we're somehow against the freedom movement or super critical or, or really mean. Yeah, more coming up. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. 
Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get in jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the gang. And cake. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you would like. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Bulletin board system is one of those. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners and like the rest of our website, it's totally free. So go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Last night, we stirred up some controversy uh, with what was could be described as a hardball interview to some extent. Uh, with I thought that Chase did really good in his interview, and I gave did. him all kinds of props. The guy re- um, retained his poise in the face of rapid-fire questions. Um, you know, and I mean, it was a full hour, I mean, so it went for quite a while. I, I am not convinced that his project's a good idea, but I no. think that he did a really good, good interview. Chase uh, Rachels is one of the co-founders of the Blue Ridge Liberty Project, one of uh, a handful of liberty-oriented move-here uh, projects that are kind of out there, to some extent emulating the Free State Project. Uh, Chase sort of both said that it was and wasn't emulating the Free State Project, mm-hmm. in that obviously it's emulating it in that they want people of a liberty mindset to move to Asheville, North Carolina, but he suggested that it's uh, it's different because they're only targeting voluntarists and, uh, and peaceful parents. And while Which, I am a um, advocate of the Free State Project, um, no doubt, I also um, what sets my teeth on edge when people talk about these uh, move here type projects is is it what seems to me a cavalier attitude towards people's lives. The most important things they have need to be changed in order to pick up and move to your project, whatever that might be. And I'm not talking specifically about the Blue Ridge Liberty Project here. I'm talking mostly about people who idle chatter on the internet that say, hey, why don't you just go ahead and move to Moab? We're going to have the Moab Utah Liberty Project here. Well, if you want to see that happen, you can go like on the Ron Paul forums, for instance, wherever it is that general liberty people might be found and post something about the Free State Project. And inevitably, one of the responses will be, well, why would I I want to move there. We should be free in Ohio. Right. We should. Yeah. Why, why not have 50 Free State Project? Well, because that's the exact opposite of what the Free State Project is. The Free State Project is liberty lovers moving to one state. You can't have people moving to all the states. Well, the, there are <laughs> that that already exists. All right. the liberty lovers. We call that failure. Right. It, they're all spread out. And it doesn't work. We know that doesn't work. That's why we have to move to one place in order to concentrate our activism. I think that's the difference, though, between the three of us on this show, the other Free State Project members, and the person who might be posting, well, I think people should move to Ohio, uh, or that we should just be free here in Indiana. Well, they should be free. They don't know that it doesn't work. And that's what the Move Here Project's about. I think that's, you know, those people don't realize that what they're doing there isn't going to work, either because they've never done activism before or they just haven't been doing it long enough in any sustained manner to where they've had enough failures to where they've realized that, crap, you know, we're not we're not making any headway. We can't we can't get anybody past a primary election 
and right. this is it just a waste of time. It takes years to figure out that you're useless. I mean, that what you're doing is useless. It, it takes years. I mean, you know, right. you have to have worked in how many libertarian primaries or how many Republican primaries in order to try to get your pro-liberty candidate in and get snubbed and get uh, pushed to the side over and over and over again to realize, wow, we need the strength of numbers. Yeah, and the thing is when people all choose uh, to move themselves, not just – it's one thing to be like, hey, move where I am and then people come to where you are, what step have you made, right? So if you're part of the movement, you're part of somebody that has moved in, you know, you're now really vested because you've moved your life. And when liberty lovers get together, thank you, um, when they get together, it's more than just the sum of what they can do individually. Oh, yeah, much more. It's exponential. The the ideas flow and the action grows, and I, it's amazing. Yeah, I explained it as uh, the one of the critics on the uh, – let's see, where was this posted? I think it was – I guess I posted something to my personal Facebook, and uh, Missy writes on there saying that she plans on moving in a year and a half, presumably to New Hampshire – and she says, the only time I have pause, and I'm not saying it will change my mind, is when I hear you poo-poo other activists. Anyone that fights the state, she says, anywhere is at least doing something. If you were less condescending, perhaps they would eventually consider New Hampshire as an option. But like others have said, for some people, New Hampshire is out of the question. If they figure out a way to live as free as possible where they are, more power to them. Well, in all fairness, Ian, you are very good at being condescending sometimes. Yeah, Ian's a condescending dude, and I'm I'm just behind him. Fortunately, I don't sound condescending because Ian's around. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I get where where people are coming from. But I this the thing is is. I'm not going to spit on you and call it rain, all right? right. I'm going to tell you what I think. Oh, I and what agree. I think is, and I'm not talking to you specifically, I'm talking to the, the you in general out there. Um, yeah, you know, if I think your project is a bad idea and I think that your efforts are inefficient and or and or wasteful or even detrimental, I'm going to let you know. I don't consider that condescension. I consider that the greatest form of care that I can provide to you, a person that I might not know. Wait a second. Because the fact is, people that don't give a flip about what you're doing, they're not going to say anything to you. I at least care enough to say, I don't think that's a very good idea, and here's why. Right. I responded to Missy by saying, what's the point of doing activism if it has no chance of succeeding? If you want to be effective, move to New Hampshire. If you want a group of people to commiserate with, then Asheville or Austin would be fine destinations. Is it poo-pooing when you see people banging their heads against a brick wall to say to them, hey, you know, you don't have to do that to yourself. Come on over here where more of us are so we can help each other just get over that wall. I mean, that's essentially what I feel like I'm trying to do by pointing out, you know, you might not want to go to these other places when you could go. If you're, if you're willing to move for liberty, and most people aren't, if you're willing to move for liberty, there's a very small pool of potential you know, folks right. here. And if, I've got things to say about people not willing to move, too. That's their business. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're willing to move for liberty, if you're in that pool of potential prospects, why wouldn't you want to move to the best place for it? The best place for as far as numbers of people who've already moved and also the best place for having an effect I mean, when we talked to Chase last night about the Blue Ridge Liberty Project, he admitted that they didn't take any of the political considerations into uh, into play about what the new North Carolina government was like or anything like that. They just wanted to pick a place where they felt like it would be a nice place to live and that the community might be uh, accepting towards their viewpoint. 
And so New Hampshire was was chosen out of 10 possible states for the Free State Project in a, in a vote. You know, people chose it over the other nine states because it overwhelmingly had the best environment for more freedom in the future. It was there was a lot of thought and time and effort put into figuring out where is the best place that we can make a difference as a large group. This is the most important point that I hope does not get overshadowed. It's actually the the foundation of what makes a free state project such a strong movement is that. They waited until there was 5,000 people that agreed to move somewhere, not to New Hampshire, somewhere. They didn't even know where. 5,000 people agreed to move, uh, and at that point, those people that have already committed to move or at least said that they were very willing to move, that's when they had the vote. And those people overwhelmingly chose New Hampshire because it was the right destination. So that's what makes it strong is that it wasn't chose by one person or two people. It was chosen by a, a, a majority of people who actually were just willing to move for liberty. Here's another question I have for you. And I know, Mark, you want to go over your, your Facebook page. We can do that here in a moment. Sure. But it's hard to convince people who love liberty to move for it, to move it to should be, be hard. active. <laughs> it's a difficult process to pick up and move, and somebody really has to be swayed for that idea. One of the common objections is that it's too cold. And yep. it's a legitimate objection. I don't like being cold. That was my objection. It's one of to, the advantages to New Hampshire too. If it's too cold, cold keeps the, the status it, out. Right. If it's too cold for you, then you're not going to have random statists moving here. I lived in Florida, and we had millions of people moving into the state every year. And I'll tell you, they weren't moving for liberty. Okay. Yeah. So um, the fact is, is that New Hampshire, somewhat on inhospitable, is a good thing for uh, you know the project. One of my friends refers to it as the rugged individualism. And that's a little bit of what it takes to live in a place like New Hampshire. And that's why all the northern states have a lower population. It's tough. It is. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. But how many people who are willing to move for liberty aren't willing to move somewhere cold? That's the group of people that the folks in these other projects are really competing for. Some are. The, some of them. I the, mean. the remnant. Those who aren't willing to move to New Hampshire. These guys are competing over them. It's well there's more coming up here. 855 450 free free talk life. Are you a fan of beer, liberty and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight for you, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy all the features on our site. We've got news updates and more over at news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for emailed updates, Twitter, Facebook. I sent out an update today actually announcing that... I was on the radio. Uh, actually, our new station, which is actually an old station, WSMN in Nashua, New Hampshire, is going to be carrying the show starting Wednesday on weeknights. And so they, they've been on with us on Saturday nights for a while. So I'm excited about that. And one of their hosts invited me on his show to talk about it tonight or yesterday or earlier today. So you can get that over at freetalklive.com through our SoundCloud link. 
and if you want to know about this stuff as it happens, you can go to news.freetalklive.com. Sign up for the email updates or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. They're all linked there at news.freetalklive.com. We could talk more about the Move Here Project, Mark. It's your new Facebook page you've created uh, in a moment. But let's go to the, the phones first. Ben has been waiting in Oregon. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hello. Um, I'd like to bring up the topic of, uh, I believe it's the Arizona's top two primary initiative that uh, just failed recently. Okay. Tell me about that. I'm, I'm glad. Okay. Yeah, I found it interesting how people always try to bring up these two-party states and think they're trying to do it to help open government and help improve it for the people. But to me, that sounds completely ludicrous considering putting limits on how, how you can vote contrary to government freedom what That's were they the what was the proposal that uh, you're to which you're referring um it was let me check i'm on the internet right here it was filed in november 6 it was a constitutional amendment it was defeated it would have implemented a two a two top two style open primary system and then regardless of their political orientation there would just be two candidates it's kind of hard to hear. You kind of seem to be moving the phone away from your mouth there. You oh. said regardless of their political orientation, what? Um, so essentially this is the top two candidates in the polls regardless of what party they're associated with. And you're saying that's a bad idea? Well, I, I think the idea of limiting of who people can officially vote for is just dumb considering how they – similar to how they get the, try to get the Libertarian Party off tickets. Yep. There's two different, uh, you know, lines of thought here. Um, This what this does is it limits the top two vote getters uh, are basically all you get in the primary election. So if the Democrats had um, gotten enough people to the primary and they had more votes, two Democrats had more votes than the top Republican in the primary, then it would be two Democrats on the ticket um, Mm. from which you would choose if you get the idea here. Now, this would effectively destroy any third parties out there but it would also give um the option of uh you know, for instance, maybe you you know ran a inside you know a liberty candidate runs inside a Republican primary or Democrat primary and somehow does very well. It basically moves the whatever um, you know chances of success to the primary rather than uh, to the general election. And of course, we all know that liberty candidates getting through uh, primaries in the major parties is pretty much impossible outside of New Hampshire. Well, you'd have to get your people to the vote in the primary. Um, you know, I mean, the fact is that uh, you know when the, the people who shouldn't be voting at all are the ones that vote in the general. Ben, thanks for sharing those thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Nick's in Michigan listening in Flint, uh, normally to WCK, but we're not on weeknights there quite yet. Nick, uh, go ahead with your thoughts. This is true. I intend to uh, reinvigorate my lobbying efforts because they do have uh, a radio broadcast every morning for three hours, a local talk radio. And uh, believe it or not, they... They canceled Coast to Coast AM uh, last summer, and uh, the vast majority of the people who call the 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. weekday program were really upset about the uh, cancellation of Coast to Coast AM. Hmm. And uh, they have a new one called the Red Eye Express. Yeah. Let me explain a little bit about the radio business for you, uh, just to give you and the listeners some insight into why those things happen. And then we can get to, I know you were calling about a reason, so hang on, we'll get to that in here in a moment. But the reason why that happened is the station that you normally listen to there in Flint, WCK, is 
uh, owned by a company called Cumulus. Cumulus is, I believe, the largest broadcaster in America. I think did they surpass Clear Channel? I think they did. Um, anyway, they're either so. number one or number two. They're big, big radio broadcast company, and a lot of these big companies own their own syndicates for uh, for for syndicated programs. So nationally syndicated shows like uh, Free Talk Live or you know Glenn Beck, for instance, there are these big uh, you know syndicates. So in the case of Clear Channel, it's a syndicate called Premier Radio Networks. In the case of Cumulus, it's uh, Cumulus Media Networks. And the show that you're referring to, Red Eye Radio, is syndicated by Cumulus. So because Cumulus owns their own stations, they have the natural incentive to put their own syndicated product on their own stations. So even even though uh, you know the Coast to Coast AM might have been a very successful show, I mean it is the number one overnight show in America, uh, and it may have been a, a poor choice for them to decide to remove that program. Uh, if that was indeed their choice, it might have been Clear Channel that pulled it from them. So you never know what the you know the internal workings of how that stuff goes on. But ultimately, what you're going to see these companies do is with Cumulus, they're going to put their shows on their stations, and that's ultimately what you saw happen there. So, like for instance, the reason why it's going to be next to impossible for Free Talk Live to get on that that particular station at nighttime is because they probably I'm just going to guess they probably have uh, somebody like a Mark Levin on at night. Yeah, if I, if I ever need to throw up or whatever, I'm constipated. All I gotta do is turn on Mark Levin. Right, he's one of their shows too. So they take their own programs that they have in their stable and they put them on what they're called owned and operated stations. So it's it's guaranteed airtime for their syndicated shows, and then on top of that, they try to sell their syndicated shows to more independent stations that are owned by different companies as well to get them on extra stations as well. But they always have that base of company-owned stations that they can be on, and there's pretty much no way we're going to be able to replace a show like that because they own the show and so they have the interest in keeping him on even though he may be an awful talk show host and his voice may be absolutely grating to listen to and he may be you know this terrible fascist who uh, markets himself as a liberty-oriented person none of that's going to uh, matter and uh, you know it doesn't hurt to call them and tell them you want to hear more free talk live you never know where they might find a spot for us and wck has been great over the years at finding places to put free talk live because those big companies they don't offer programs around the clock on the weekends and that's why free talk live can get in on a station like that uh like for the saturday and, and the sunday shows for instance so I hope that explains better how the radio industry works and how decisions are made in a lot of cases to put shows on. It's not necessarily that the program directors themselves even like those shows. In a lot of cases, they're being told by you know, upper-level management, you must air Mark Levin at night. End of story. They don't get to make those choices. Anyway, what were you calling about? Yeah, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. I didn't mean to throw you off your game. I know you had an issue that you wanted to discuss tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I learned uh, back in the summer or spring that the Federal Reserve Charter is up for renewal, uh, apparently in December this year. And then all of a sudden, all these shootings started happening, and they've, you know, they've continued on a fairly frequent basis. And knowing, as I do, the, the historic record of these damnable wars 
reading a book by a retired British intelligence officer, uh, Andrew Carrington Hitchcock is his name, and um, called The Synagogue of Satan. And it, it does not, all it does is document the, the primary uh, families who have instigated uh, via their web uh, of, of international, uh, whatever you want, subterfuge networks. And I mean, it, it, it's a stock. You're, like right you're talking about the banking families? Yeah, like he says here, um, oh, he mentions the, uh, here, the ADL, okay, Anti-Defamation League, because in the congressional record of December 6th, he goes year by year, 1971, uh, a congressman, John R. Rarick, or Rarick, uh, it is commenting on a speech by Senator Jack Kenney of California in which he states that the CIA and the FBI are tinker toys compared to the ADL. He says, we're beginning to understand the magnitude of the ADL's operations, uh, appreciating the fact of their vast spy network sprawling across our nation and throughout the entire world. Is this an anti-Jewish call? Am I am I misinterpreting that? No, no, I'm just trying to get a handle on, on who the real criminal uh, entity's power behind... I don't know what that would have to do with the ADL. Well, uh, I'd say the FBI has a lot more money to put into spying on Americans than the ADL does. More coming up here. Thanks for the call, Nick. Appreciate it. We can talk further about that in a moment. Hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country. With a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers, how can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book, and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877-357-9938. 877-357-9938. Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free if you would like. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. More to come on the Move Here project. Mark created a Facebook page today and uh, wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but I wanted to get further into what our last caller was trying to get at, or at least my interpretation of it. It was a disjointed uh, call and, and difficult to really follow. But it made it sound like he was talking about these banking you know, people and the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League. League. Uh, and he suggested that the ADL has more power than the, the CIA the and the FBI, and the suggestion being that you know 
the Jewish people behind the ADL. No, that's your suggestion. Um, so, I mean, the ADL... It is a organization of Jewish people, right? And well, it is an organization that's pro-Israel, and it's largely comprised of Jewish people. However, um, the problem is the ADL is a pretty kind of, I'm going to go ahead and say fascist organization. Okay. Um, I mean, they basically, if you say anything against the state of Israel, you they will label you as quickly as they possibly can paint you as an anti-Semite. The problem is that many of the people that uh, you know argue against the ADL are in fact anti-Semites. So you know you've it's this well, funny little nether world, right? Well, when I hear somebody get on the airwaves and start beating around the bush at bankers and Jews, bankers and Jews, and controlling the world, and it sounds a little anti-Jewish to me. It's, and he's, it's, he's, I'm he's, suspicious immediately. He, when I asked him, "Is this an anti-Jewish call?" he denied it. Uh, well, this is good, but you know, and that's good. But that's the way. That's the feeling I was getting. Okay, so the ADL is more of a threat than the See, CIA. That sounds like hyperbole. And the, FBI. and the problem with making statements, uh, you know, especially bombastic statements with hyperbole, is is that people won't take them seriously. At this yeah. point, we're not taking, we're not talking about the ADL and the sins that they have committed up till now. We're talking about, well, was this an anti-Semitic call? And I don't. You know, I I don't think that necessarily on its face it was, but it uh, you know it, it 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 was beginning to walk like a duck and quack like a duck. Yeah, so it, it just made me uncomfortable uh, hearing that, and it was just it was it was pretty disjointed anyway. So eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I would just like to put it out there that uh, I don't think people should be judged based on their religion or the plot of land upon which they were born, the color of their skin, uh, their particular you know belief system. I think including be, Palestinians. Yeah, I think they should be judged based on their actions and how they treat other human beings individually. Agreed. That story. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. The Move Here Project, it is a Facebook page, and I linked to it over on our Facebook profile, the Free Talk Live Facebook profile, as well as uh, on Twitter. So it's easy for you to find. And Mark, you wanted to kind of go through a, a brief history right. of some of the failed uh, projects to co- uh, to coalesce liberty-oriented people in one place, and there's still a few of them that have not yet failed. They're, they're brand new, so they're they're fresh on the market. Right, and this is one of the... There's been a few of them that have popped up recently, and I think that it's worth looking at history to see the uniqueness of the Free State Project, because a lot of people see the Free State Project and its success, and they say, well, that's a good idea. We need that where I live. Or we need to do another one of those that's kind of, you know, maybe we'll have four of them in the United States so people don't have to move quite as far or something like that. But the problem is, is if the Free State Project is intended to attract liberty lovers from across the United States and around the world, mm-hmm. that you're uh, dividing by four the amount of people. If you have four of them, you'll divide by four the amount of people that will move to your partic- particular project and – Actually, that's not entirely true because some people will not move to New Hampshire because it's too cold or whatever. Um, but the frankly, if somebody's willing to pick up and move 500 miles, they'd be willing to pick up and move 1,500 miles. So I don't understand why four would be better than one. Well, John Bush says uh, from the Lone Star Libertopia project that it's not correct to an- analyze this as though the pie is one size. Right. He says the pie is getting larger. I agree that the pie is getting larger. I really do. But it's there's the pie of liberty people and there's the pie of liberty people willing to move for a project. It's a much smaller pie. It's a much smaller pie. And so, yeah, certainly you'll create a new pie by br- bringing in a new project. But I don't think that you're going to double the amount of liberty people out there. You're maybe increase them by 1.3 or something like that so um right i would argue that the 
amount of people who are willing to move for liberty is not increasing at a clip large enough to sustain a whole bunch of liberty movement projects. And I'm not 100% sure that people picking up and moving for liberty is the way to go. I'm not 100% clear on that. Uh, At this point, it's the only thing that's working, but I think that there's some interesting projects out there like the Blue Seed Project, which... You'd have to pick up to move to that. That's going to living on the sea. But at the very least, you'll be free when you get there as opposed, you know, by by the volunteer definition you will be free once you reach there except for say maritime law um or unless the king of tonga rolls up with gunships and takes over your operation it's something like that and so let's go through the list here and i think that what i'm trying to teach from this is is that hey let's look at all the projects that have come and gone here before we talk about new ones um number one the Republic of Minerva. These aren't in any chronological order. Is there somewhere that somebody can read this list that you're getting yeah, off? Yeah, you can go to, to facebook.com slash project if you want to, okay. but it's linked at, on our Facebook page uh, at uh, you know, Free Talk Live's Facebook page at facebook.freetalklive.com. Well, I'm looking at that page. Where, where Do you have a link on that Why page? Why don't you go to the bottom? Oh, okay. Um, you'd scroll down to the bottom. There are more than a dozen of these things. And this is what, I mean, before you start your Liberty Project and get people to move, you should know this information. You should know historically about the libertarian exodi that have existed. Um, the Pro- Republic of Minerva. Ian, you want to give a brief uh, summation? Well, I, I didn't put this page together, Mark, so I'm not that familiar with it. Okay, I can the Republic the of Wikipedia. Minerva uh, was – this is – you know, I mean it's only a couple of sentences. The Republic of Minerva was an idea to – Early build, 70s. Yeah, early 70s, build up basically a, a coral reef there, put some sand on a coral reef and uh, you know build our own little libertarian islands and we'll be free here. This is outside of the jurisdiction of any country. We found some coral reefs and we're going to do this. And um, Sounds I, a, like a great idea. A coalition of governments including Australia, Tonga, New Guinea, Papua New Guinea, and several others got together and said, hey, Tonga, this looks like your problem. Go out and stop these people. They sent out one one gunship with a 50 cal mounted on it, and they said, ugh, get out of here. And everybody got out of there because there's a, you know, somebody with a 50 cal is pretty dangerous when you got nothing else. And... You know that's it. Um, that was the uh, that was the end of that. That was the Republic of Minerva. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> and there was another one which I, I haven't done a great deal of research, but kind of fits that particular uh, mold here. It's um, uh, it was uh, the one I, the Republic of Vermeerana. Um, it was uh, apparently by the Phoenix Foundation. Um, also helped a cargo cult from. Um, Vanatuo uh, to try to establish the public of Vermania, and it uh, crushed was crushed by Papua New Guinea, I guess, troops uh, brought in by the British in 1980. So here's another one of these uh, things: is you know, let's create our no our. our but those project. were failures because they, you know, they didn't have the people, they didn't have the the plan, they didn't have the ability to communicate, they didn't have the internet, and the reason why the Free State Project worked, I think, in comparison to these other ones, is well. They didn't go out in the middle of the ocean where they were easy targets for state aggressors. Right. You can't – they can't kick us out of New Hampshire. Right. And there's the internet which allows us to reach a whole lot more potential prospects to get involved Agreed. as well. Um, but, I mean, the libertarians had the, the communication they had at the time and certainly there were people involved and in doing stuff. There was also uh, – I haven't been able to find the citation on it, so I haven't put it on my site yet. But there was another libertarian – 
boat out there um, that uh, basically got caught in like two hurricanes and just sank. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another failed project. So, so the precedent that the, these two have set that if you try to build your own little plot of land out in the water, uh, chances are you won't be able to keep it. That, that that's what that says. Um, you know, I think that the world is a different place now, thirty years later, forty years later, and that uh, you know, driving at your gunship and pointing at some people in the water might be a worse thing to do, especially if they got some video of it. But whatever. I don't think it would matter out in the middle of uh, the Pacific. But the Blue Seed Project is planning on doing something right off the coast of Silicon Valley. That's so right. maybe there will be less likely that someone like the King of Tonga would make the trip up there. And the Blue Seed Project is a project to basically take an older cruise ship, build um, a you know a, a free city on it. This is one people, of the ones that's in development. Yeah. That, uh, and this is more of a really about uh, people you know people's INS immigration statuses. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, those are kind of the older projects. We'll get into the more current ones here in moments. Mm-hmm. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in, bring up whatever you would like. With you in the studio is Ian, Marcus, and Mark. And we invite you over to our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there. We've got listening options. You can get listen, uh, tuned into our live streams. We've got broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, and they're available 24-7. So anytime you want to hear the latest episode, you can just go and tune in at listen.freetalklive.com. And also, uh, you can listen to those streams on your mobile device. Tune in. The mobile app is a very little handy little app that'll easily allow you to connect with Free Talk Live. You also have the call-in line, which I love because yes. I have an iPhone and I have a uh, unlimited calling. Mm-hmm. But I have to pay for when I'm streaming. For yeah, for my data. So what I did is I had a long drive the one night, so I just called in on my iPhone to the to the call-in line, which is free, and just nice. played that over my car stereo. The quality is going to be a little down from the, the broadband stream, but it's listenable. It is. For sure. So, yeah, we've got listen lines, we've got live streams, we've got the radio stations, over 100 great stations on AM and FM across the country that air the show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, where we're heard all week long on two different channels. And in addition to that, we've got RKU Band Free to Air Channel, which is available across North America via Galaxy 19. And there's our webcam as well. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more about how to get tuned in. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. freedomsphoenix.com. 
Okay, let's go to the phones here, and then we continue, Mark, with your Move Here project, where on Facebook you have attempted to coalesce all of the various different Move Here projects that have existed that we know of. Yeah, just chronicle uh, them. I don't into, coalesce them. I'm chron- into, chronicling them. Into the same place. I meant coalesce as in bring to the same page. Yeah. Uh, you, you've listed as many as you possibly can. We've gone through some of the older ones from the 70s and the 80s of people trying to create their own uh, – atolls or islands or something like that and mm-hmm. and uh, and live out in the in the in the sea uh but that that didn't really pan out when apparently one of the uh, the king of tonga sent his gunboat over there and they took care of that or the Papan army or whatever yeah. so let's go to the phones though first and take your calls about what you want let's go to bill listening in greenfield massachusetts hey bill hey, mark. Uh, and how you doing? hey you're on the air go ahead hey um hey mark you're a fireman i understand correct that's Bill, I'm cr- sorry, your phone audio is all over the place. I don't know if it's something on our side or not, because it seemed to happen with the last call, but make sure you're talking right into your phone. I'd appreciate it. I apologize. Okay. From what I understand, Mark is a volunteer firefighter. That's that's right. And I was wondering, you know, if you're putting out a fire, do you aim it at the base of the fire, or do you aim the uh, your device at the flames up top? <laughs> at the base? At the base. Oh, that's what I thought. Because I wanted to just mention the precautionary principle and Keene, New Hampshire. The precautionary principle is what you said. Sorry, your phone cut out just a moment there. Go ahead. Uh, The precautionary principle that is the the new way that our local government structure is is formatted, Um, especially Keene, Greenfield, Massachusetts, Brattleboro, Vermont. They've all signed on to the ICLE uh, Global to Local Action Plan. That uses the precautionary principle, and it seems like that seems to be the driving force behind all of the small little tyrants we have in our towns that boss us around on our zoning and our property rights and our vehicles. And tell me about it because I don't know so anything what, about it. Right, what, Bill, what is the precautionary principle? I'm, I'm not familiar. It's basically just to sum it up. It's it's when you take precaution first, if you and you are. Uh, Pretty much treat everyone as guilty until proven innocent, until you prove your innocence. That's the precautionary principle. So that sums it up. Uh, just Google. How does that or, affect uh, the government's, you know, local government's operation? How does that change it? Or well, it, it's the foundational principle of ICLE, the UN Global to Local Action Plan that has all of the grant funding that comes into Keene, Brattleboro, Greenfield, 650 other cities across the country, and other cities that just call it a green, a greening program or a green agenda. So it's where um, the environment and animals and plants have superiority over man. So while people are trying to grasp their rights under the you know, the Bill of Rights and, and other natural rights that seem self-evident, there's this governing structure that's a global-to-local plan, and it's right in your own town. Yeah, right? I, I think that's something to be concerned with is the U.N. providing what is basically, in a lot of cases, boilerplate uh, legalese for mm-hmm. various cities around the country to just simply adopt uh, U.N. wording uh, for various local ordinances and regulations. And I know that's... That's what that, that's been going on in a lot of places for a, for a long time, as you pointed out. It's some you know hundreds of local communities. It's uh, the root, but, though. You hmm? know that's why I started out with the firefighter analogy, where you know if you're going to try to get liberty in your community, 
you have to aim the fire extinguisher at the root, uh, at the base of the fire, at which is that. Um, Carla Mora, she is spearheading the, uh, the Agenda 21 UN to Global Local, Local Resistance Plan that's in New Hampshire right now, and she's been doing a fantastic job up there. And it just seems like it's so self-evident that it's really the driver of things in Keene, Brattleboro, Greenfield, that you guys would be able to grab onto it, you know, and, and roll with it and really make some drastic changes quickly. Because when the locals in these, you know, small cities and towns realize the driving forces of their local government, which is actually taught in all of the universities now in the U.S. I think a lot of people would be uncomfortable with that. I I think think a lot of people would be very comfortable with that in Keene and Brattleboro. You know, it, being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. I mean, this, no, this that's what I'm saying. I think it, I think that a lot of people, if they knew that you know the UN was handing down this, you know, these regulations, that that would be even more concerning to them, and it, uh, certainly something right on worth. The Keen website. It's right on the town, the city of Keene website. That's right on the Brattleboro website. It's right on the town of Greenfield. Mass. It's one of the reasons I mean, we need more people to come to New Hampshire and get active so we can make a difference here, And as we already are, but if, you know, we've only got 1,100 people that are in the state thus far as part of the I've Free State Project. I've never heard you mention it on your show. I've yeah, I, haven't, I didn't know anything about it. And Yeah, I wasn't unaware but, either. But let's not it's forget huge. that Look, I, I get up at uh, 8.20 in the morning. I start reading my emails almost immediately. Um, I'm ready to work and make telephone calls at 10 a.m. I work till 4 p.m. I get my lunch. I come on the show. Um, at 6 o'clock, I'm doing show prep. Yep. By 10 o'clock, we're off the air. I don't have time to run around and, and That's start. why we need people like Bill and others who you know do have the time to research this stuff. Appreciate I think it's a great bringing... thing. I mean, if yeah. it's right there on the website, then it you know nobody yeah. can call you a conspiracy theorist about it. I appreciate you bringing it to the, the forefront, Bill, and thank you for great. the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, sir. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The more activists we have in one place, the more of these things can be worked on, the more projects there can be running simultaneously, and not everyone has to be involved in everything else. And Bill talked about, you know, striking the root. The problem is of this fire. There's fires everywhere. And that's why we need more people. Yeah, absolutely. The, the more fires people with are hoses. All yes. Yeah. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, more coming up here. Your calls about what you want. And we'll continue with the list of failed and current Move Here projects. This is Free Talk Live. Share your thoughts. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press. The Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. 
So enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com with you here tonight. It's Ian. Marcus. And Mark. Marcus is the artist behind BrainlessTales.com, the voice behind the artwork. That's right. And that is a daily yes. single panel comic. Yeah, it's a daily single panel comic about whatever I happen to be thinking about. Most recently, I did uh, the 12 Days of Christmas. So it was my take on the song, and I did one day each, each day, day leading up to Christmas. I did it as a Well, count, you do it daily. Countdown. You have to have new stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it was a 12-day uh, jaunt, that one, so you could check that out. I was checking it's, it out the last time uh, Last time I was in the studio with you, mm-hmm. which I guess was about two weeks ago because I went on vacation for a week. And um, a couple of times I had to stifle a chuckle be- while we were on the air, while well, I was looking, kind of paging <laughs> through them. So you can go to BrainlessTales.com and check that out. There's something like a couple thousand free comics Yeah, there's over 2,000 comics. Uh, You can check out the archives or just click through. So enjoy. Let's continue with your calls, your thoughts. 855-450-FREEZE, the number. Steve is in North Dakota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Steve. Hey, well, um, you know, you guys mentioned the ADL. And whenever anybody mentions the ADL, or I guess a caller had mentioned the ADL, I always recall uh, Frank Zappa recorded the song Jewish Princess. The ADL demanded an apology, and Frank Zappa replied saying, well, okay, Jewish princesses exist. I wrote a song about them. What's the problem? So I always thought that Zappa was an interesting character. I wasn't really in any way an adult during his lifetime, but you know, looking back at some of the things he said, he was very libertarian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was he was pretty clever guy too. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was the SL uh, Southern Poverty Law Center (SPLC). They, um, I guess, they're in the news again because they're they have a uh, well, they're in the libertarian news because they're out after narco-capitalists. Now they basically say that uh, people who are so-called Talk right into your phones. And maybe something with our network, uh, Mark. I don't know where that's that issue yeah. is coming from, but you're you're talking about the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center now including voluntarists right. and anarcho-capitalists in their list of bad the people. Hate, the hate watch yeah. list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're basically people like us, which you know, I mean, they're saying anarcho-capitalists, but we know what they're talking. They about. They said right? voluntarists too. They were they were specific in the oh, article. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, we're basically the Tea Party to the max, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't read the whole article. It was just well, really they said it was uh, not. They they were correct in that you know this the Liberty Movement as we know it is not necessarily the Tea Party. There's some crossover, but uh, not really. I mean, there's also crossover with Occupy. They didn't talk about that, uh, but they talked right. about the crossover with the with the Tea Party, and you know they weren't being fair in their coverage. Certainly, if no, they, they were, just they pointed out every bad thing that they could possibly come up from a right. from a liberal stand liberal status. It's ridiculous. Standpoint. I mean, anybody that's been to the Porcupine Freedom Festival has been to the Big Gay Dance Party, and they know that uh, the you know liberty oriented community, at least that we're a part of in New Hampshire, is a very accepting, open minded yeah. group. The Southern Poverty Law. Center to jump the shark a long time ago. I mean, they are a hate group now on the watch for hate groups. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Right, yeah. And now, and it, it was a few years ago, the last time they were on my radar, I, I just typed in a few, you know, I went to their search uh, bar uh, on their page and I typed in a few things. And I came up with uh, an, an article or a few articles about extreme anti immigrant people, which they you know, we're saying essentially a racist. Well, you've had enough of them call in to where you know that quite a lot of them actually are racist. Oh, yeah. And and they, uh, but they listed people like Jeff Tucker 
from the Mises Institute, and now I believe with laissez-faire books is who he's with now. Uh, I think he owns it. I'm not sure. Yes, uh, he's involved. And, and um, he uh, there was he was mentioned in this article, so that kind of uh, uh, you know my my eyebrow sort of arched when I saw that because I've I, I've met him before. I, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's a nice fellow. And it, it said that he had attended some function or other with some rabid, racist, uh, Minuteman-type guy, and, uh, and and that, you know, he's part of this ant- this racist anti-immigration thing, which, you know how they, they do, they never quite actually come out and say it, they dance around it. So I actually contacted Jeff Tucker, and I said, hey, man, have you seen this? And I forwarded him the link. Mm. And he wrote back, and he said, this is preposterous. He goes, as I write this email, I am sitting in an office with immigrants, and we just got finished discussing about how the United States uh, immigration policy, strict immigration policy, is crippling productivity in this country. Yeah. This is absurd. He said, I don't even know who this guy is. Okay, I was at a function that this guy was at. Big deal. Right. Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> right. right. Have you been to it. a concert? <laughs> Right, or, you know, I've been to a talker's convention with all kinds of people that believe all kinds of things. Crazy things, sure. And, you know, even at a Liberty event, these things are open to the public. So unless you know that someone who's there is... It's what they call a smear. This is a smear. Right. Right. (laughs) Unless you know that someone who's attending is a bad person who has bad opinions and you don't want to be associated with them and can somehow identify who that person is and ask them to not come back and, you know, get them to leave... Then you're going to see, you know, like I remember a couple of years ago at Porkfest, few, several years ago at Porkfest, I haven't seen anything like this in a while, but I remember seeing what I determined to be some kind of bigoted bumper sticker at Porkfest. And I was just, I was just, you know, disgusted by seeing that. Uh, but, it, you know, it's a public campground. Anybody could have been there. Maybe he was there for Porkfest. Maybe he was just there because he was camping. Uh, I don't know. I just saw a bumper sticker in the parking lot. But, you know, you... If you're going to run some sort of a public movement, you can't control who shows up, which is part of the problem, because if somebody shows up and says, hey, I'm a free stater, F you, and, you know, just runs around and makes a fool of himself and, you know, insults people on the street saying he's a free stater, some people are going to say, well, they're going around. Right. And some people are, and there have been some actual Free State Project participants, they've they've left at this point, who've shown up and kind of, you know made a really bad impression on some people with some of the things they've done and people remember that stuff and they think in groups and so they say oh well somebody did this once they burned a flag in central square and so therefore all free staters would burn a flag and so therefore all of you are a bunch of jerks and it's ridiculous that people think that way but that's reality so one person can come in to a public movement and really kind of throw a wrench into things but that's just the way it goes same thing with political campaigns you want people to help you with your campaign you get total strangers showing up to uh you know campaign meetings saying they're willing to help and then all of a sudden one of them turns around stabs the campaign in the back like happened with our friend brad jardis who was supposed to be here tonight couldn't make it though snowy uh too snowy to drive uh, over from across the state but he had a campaign manager that he thought was liberty oriented who turned around and stabbed him in the back and he was just trying to find somebody you know trying to bring somebody on board who seemed excited and interested in his campaign he didn't know the guy from adam beforehand right. what are you supposed to do well this thing with the splc that what they're doing as you said it's a smear it's a hit piece that it's built by a very tenuous association right. is what it is and, and it's particularly hurtful to me, I think, in a way, because I, growing up in the South and the uh, uh, the immediate, uh, well, I guess at the, the last part of the civil rights era, you know, the late 1960s, 
the SPLC was absolutely heroic back then. Yeah, and, absolutely. And now, as Mark as Mark points out, they have just gone. I mean, they've just gone off the rails, man. It's like everybody. I mean, they they've pointed out some so called hate groups that turns out to be one kid with a website someplace. Steve, so, thanks for they, bringing they that up tonight. Like I, I appreciate sure. the call and the thoughts. Eight five five four fifty free, and maybe the SPLC, maybe the SPLC was also subject to this kind of infiltration and takeover. It's very common in politics. Uh, Marcus, I know that your uh, family was involved in some political scene down in uh, in New Jersey. This stuff happens. I mean, if you uh, start to get some traction in the political scene, all of a sudden, don't be surprised if infiltrators show up and try to, you know, throw a monkey wrench into oh, the, the party. I, I, if you're at all successful, you should expect it. Yeah. I mean, because if you're successful, people are going to be around you. And, of course, there will be people that will come in that you won't agree with and they're going to get in and you won't know it until it's too late. And now everyone is associating with you, you with them. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control here of these airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves here. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has been behind this program for a long time. So long that the SACL CAI uh, live read that Mark is handing to uh, Marcus, or was for a moment there, it's tattered and is torn. tattered and torn. It, it looks like the Constitution. It's yellowed so much. <laughs> he was showing me the, the dates, I believe, and, yeah. and they are many from many years ago. <laughs> two, uh, this this uh, read started on 2207. Wow. Yeah. And it's it, still on the same piece of paper. Yeah, I don't really read it <laughs> verbatim anymore. I could go ahead and do that if you'd like. I got one on here I'd read. The SACL CAI has a full orbed approach to count recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. So there's a reason that that you don't read it, really read it verbatim is that you're having trouble seeing that piece of paper. It looked like <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, an eye problem that has uh, you know that I don't talk about very much, but I I have an uncorrectable vision problem. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, what are you going to do? So you can join us on the air here. Not at correct it. That's what you're going to do. Eight five five four fifty free. Some very special. If I was really really wealthy, I might be able to develop a very special monocle that might change things. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I would then not have too a many people have monocles. You would be you would be extra cool if yeah. you had the monocle because you would you have should. to like it would be legitimate. I wouldn't just be some jackass with a monocle. <laughs> I would be a jackass that needed the monocle. Well, there aren't very many people that have monocles, so I don't think there are that many people just grabbing monocles to look. Cool you or should distinguished. definitely do that. Yeah. 
It would definitely make you conspicuous. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that's that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Let's go to Chris. He's in uh, Littleton, Colorado. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Marcus and Mark. What's going on, guys? What's um, on your mind? So it was kind of occurring to me today. I actually read an article as well um, about how, like, a lot of red states, um, you know, here in America, how a lot of them have these sort of, you know, libertarian-esque, very, like, lazy, um, lazy fair, however you say it, um, you know, sort of government policy. Um, and it kind of seems that there is a lot of unimaginable policy. Hold on. What red poverty. state has laissez-faire policy? I mean, all these states are very controlling. Laissez-faire means hands-off. It means the government doesn't touch uh, people and what they do, businesses and individuals, and allows people to make their own decisions without government. Can you point to a specific state? Uh, no, 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 about red states, like, collectively. Um, basically, with, like, right-wing policies where unions, you know, uh, right to work for less laws, uh-huh. unions have been, you know, driven out minimum wage laws, you know, are pretty are pretty crappy. So uh, do you think, well, let's talk about that, minimum, let's talk about union real quick. Do you think that um, it would be okay for a, a group of people that work at the same business that I do get together and force me to be in their union? I mean, is that what you call freedom? I would say that collectively, yes. I, I, I don't believe in collective anything. Look, it's you and me. Should I be able to force you to do something? I think that in a workplace, oh, you mean between me and you, like just me and you? Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, no. I'm talking collectively like in a workplace. If okay, work so there's three majority. people that work at a workplace. You, some other guy, we'll call him the wolf, and me, the sheep. Now, you two wolves can get together and decide that we need a union. And I say, you know what? I like things the way they are. Is it okay for you to for- either force me to quit or to join your union? I would say to join the union if it was in the best interest for me. I don't really care what, your, what, what the best interest in your opinion is. I get to make my, my own decision what my best interests are, right? Uh, right for you personally, but if you're, you know, in an employee employer based situation, you're in a workplace. It's more, it's more like, um, it's more of a democracy. It's not really like a yeah. kingdom. You're, I, I absolutely kingdom. agree that if you can get an employer to say, "Look, I want to do business with a union, and I want to only hire people that are in a union," that that's the right of an employer. However, if you get together to, uh, you know, lobby whatever the state capital is, so that that state capital says that, "Look, you've got to do business with these unions," and any time that uh, you can get fifty-one or fifty plus one percent of the people in a in a in a shop to say that we want to be a union shop. The other 49, excuse me, 50 percent minus one has to go along with what they say. And we don't aren't going to have blind ballots so that we know who's voting for and voting against so that we can hit them in the kneecap with a crowbar out in the parking lot. That ain't freedom, man. That's tyranny. And to call red states laissez-faire is totally misunderstanding what laissez-faire means. I would suggest anybody go and take a look. Right. Uh, People when Republicans are in control, they are not laissez-faire. They are control freaks, just like Democrats are. They want to tell you how to live. They want to tell you what to do they want I think to take they make money more, from you more uh, they make rules that are a little little nicer to their big business cronies okay I think, that doesn't affect you and i no it doesn't really uh, it's, it's not about not freedom for the fair in any way shape or form but where were you going with your point tonight well that you know there there are blue states that basically are forced to subsidize the red states disastrous economic policies from what i understand this study said that you know for every uh, you know, dollar that you know. I think it was Mississippi sends to DC. They get back around like a dollar forty, dollar fifty. You know, right in there. Uh, 
be in the um, case of, like, you know, there's a lot more poverty, therefore there's a lot more welfare. And so it's the blue states are having to, you know, say for, like, Oregon or Washington, California, you know, when they're spending, uh, you know, a dollar, they get back 80 cents. And I'm saying that, you know, there are these sort of Republican policies that, you know, it's this race to the bottom, you know, the mentality where big business, you know. Republicans uh, are certainly not above taking welfare for themselves yep. and their business buddies. That's and for sure. I'm against any state or individual having, having to support any other state or individual. I think that that's wrong. Right. But I think you can look at uh, blue states and see that they have uh, managed their wealth very, very poorly. Um, you know, you take a look at Illinois, you take a look at New York, New Jersey. These places are in solvent. And it really doesn't have anything to do with the federal government's income tax redistribution there. It has to do with really bad policies, specifically policies centered around uh, government worker unions. Well, I said, ba-bam! <laughs> that was the sound of you being thrown to the mat. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think the reason why our wages have been, you know, driven down, you know, so much since you know, basically Reagan is I think we just don't have a workers' movement in this country anymore. I well, think we were Your so wages have been driven by... down. Look, if you're having a tougher time living, it doesn't have to do with what the current wage is because they've always been raising the minimum wage over the years. So old, so right. wages have been going up due to these laws. Workers could the, buy more than they could in 1980. But Wages are uh, going up. Well, wages may be going up, but you are always behind the ball on cost of living because the cost of living goes up faster than the wages can keep that up. That has more to do with inflation that's than what I was going done to by say. the government. Right, that's what I was going to say. If you want to put the blame on on something for a, a you know you having a difficult time living and paying your bills and all that blame the federal government both the republicans and the democrats for giving you the federal reserve system and sticking with it where they can print out as much money as they want to give it to all their military contractors and their buddies in the big, the big corporations and shuffle all these billions of dollars around and all of those all that money goes out into the system and then it makes it the money that you have in your wallet and your bank account worth less and less over time and since wages don't increase to compensate for it uh, everybody gets put behind the ball, and that makes life much harder to live, and both Republicans and Democrats did that to you. And, Chris, this was Whoa. a huge issue for Democrats back in the early part of the 19th century. Andrew Jackson was swept into office on this particular issue. So this is, as a union supporter, something you should totally be behind. What is? Well, and I, you know, but I understand. I mean, the Federal Reserve was established in 1913. And I, you know, I've got all conspiracies, but... That's not a conspiracy. After, I mean, FDR, like, you can... I mean, wages, we had strong middle classes, even with... you know, well, No, it was a conspiracy. F- it's FDR a didn't believe in public sector unions, Chris. Chris, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. It's It, it was a conspiracy. It's just not a theory. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy, yeah, conspiracy history is what... It, it's the history of what happened to create the Federal Reserve. Right. And people conspire to do things all the time. Conspiracy theories are where you have some harebrained, in most cases, idea about what reality actually was. And reality is bankers and government guys got together and created the Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island back in, you know, whatever year that was in the early part of the 20th century. That's That's reality. And it was a brilliant plan on their part. I mean, you got to give credit to them. <laughs> it's yeah. really smart. Uh, they figured yeah, they, out a- they're selling debt. Yeah. I mean, you know, the United States people say that the dollar isn't backed by anything, but it is backed by something. It's backed by debt, the debt of the U.S. government, and the U.S. government has only two things as collateral: they have your property, your labor, 
and well. your body. Yeah. Your your la- your body your labor comes from your body. So if they own a portion of your labor, they must own at least your body in total, All or the evidence at least a part that. a part of it. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Hey, share your thoughts. Bring up whatever's on your mind. We've got a full hour to go here. Hour three's next. You can take control. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Throughout the night tonight, we have been on and off discussing the Move Here Project. Uh, You can find it on Facebook at facebook.com slash Project. And, Mark, this is something you came up with earlier today. You created this Facebook page to be a compendium of sorts of the various different uh, movements that have been proposed in the past. And most of them have fizzled uh, over time. And you've cataloged approximately a dozen of these things. More than that, yeah. And there may be others that we don't know about. Yeah, there's some. There's there's one that's come to mind since we've been talking, and I probably need to get that up too. But uh, yeah. The, but it's pretty complete, I would say, from as far as what I've heard of over time, the various different move here and be more free kind of projects. If anybody wants to go there to uh, facebook.com slash move here project and uh, tell me about one of, you know, something else, uh, you know, one of these projects that has uh, started and fizzled. There's a mirror of, I need some kind of citation. It doesn't need to be much, but just some kind of citation. Because there's a lot of people have said, hey, why don't you just go ahead and, you know, we'll, we'll start us a project, a, the move, the, you know, move to Kalispell, Montana project or whatever. And, um, you know, you should move here for liberty or yeah. there. Or, the, you know, people have said that online. I don't think that that really counts. There should be some kind of web presence. Something. 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 Or was or, you know, some, some citation. That's all I need. Did did you put Free State Europe up on here? I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's just Actually, a lot of stuff here. There is no. Uh, there was really no citation there for Free State. There used to be though. There used to be a website for Free State Europe. Yeah, and that and went uh, dark. It, it, yeah, it's gone now. But, uh, um, but so I mean, Free State Free State Europe is one of them. 
Right, and that came after the Free State Project, obviously, based on the name. Uh, it was folks from Europe who felt like, well, it would be easier for us to move somewhere in Europe than it would be to go to the United States. Yeah, and you can imagine how difficult it is for people who believe in the ideas of liberty living in Europe to say, well, you know, for me to get legally get to uh, New Hampshire, it's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sucks. The Free State Europe actually made sense to me the first time I heard about sure. it because I said, oh, you know, immigration can be very, very difficult when you're trying to do it. I wish so, them luck. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, of all the projects, uh, that one seemed to make sense anyway. I wish them all luck. They're going to need it because it's a very small pool of potential recruits that you could possibly be pulling from here. It's not just liberty people, liberty activists, because there are people who like liberty and who think the ideas are cool, but they'll never do anything about it, so they're not you know, within your purview. Then there's liberty activists. Those are people who are willing to actually do something about freedom. But only a portion of those folks are actually willing to move somewhere to get active for freedom. So it's a group, you know, subgroup of a subgroup of a group. And it's a very small group. Most of these groups, no one that I know of has ever moved for them, or they've never, they haven't had more than, you know, a half a dozen movers, and what counts as a mover, and how long were they there? So the vast majority of these are, you know, utter failures. So what, let's continue on the list here. You went through a couple that were older that had to do with moving to somewhere in the middle of the ocean. They got and the overtaken. Free state, and Free State Europe. And Free State Europe. And that, that was another one. Um, free State Wyoming. Uh, I listed this one They're as still going. languishing is the terminology I use to describe them. Now, wasn't Free State Wyoming was a reaction, if I'm not mistaken, to New Hampshire being chosen as the state for the Free State Project? One of the reactions. Okay, right, because the... Basically, before there was Free State Project existed without a state chosen, and then there was a vote. Wyoming was number two in that vote. New Hampshire won overwhelmingly. Wyoming was the second of ten. There were ten possible states in the Free State Project vote, and Wyoming was second place. I was rooting for Delaware. And there were a lot of people who lived in the West who said, oh, we don't want to move to the East. We need somewhere out West. West is is better than the East. Right. We'll be out West. So they decided uh, that Wyoming should be that alternate project. And you call it languishing mark and hey, look I, the, the thing is it's is, the most successful with, one of all of the page, competitors i had you know i've got to take stands with this page yeah. that you know are not going to be popular with people and that's the thing that i wanted to point out to people that say that we were rough to chase uh, rachel's on the show last night is yeah i'm being rough for a reason and i believe that reason is is that people need factual information about the places that they're moving rather than just hey we're gonna get together and it's gonna be awesome I don't think that it necessarily is. And I think the Free State Wyoming, which is probably the most successful competitor to the Free State Project, is a really great example. They've had dozens of people move, probably less than 100, fewer than 100. Yep, I'd say that's right. And um, we've had people come, one person come from there to here saying, wow, I can't believe all the activism here. It's basically nothing's going on there. And I've because got a good Wyoming's friend. a big place, and a few dozen people moving across the state of Wyoming is basically... Basically, you don't know anybody. They have like a picnic and a gun shoot, you know. And I mean, that's that that's the sum total of the activism. That's they do going a on. camping event of some okay, sort. Okay, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, it really that not much going on there. And it's I think it's kind of per- cult of personality oriented as well. In that Boston Tea Party is the founder of the organization, and it's more like Boston's club kind of thing, yeah, from sure. what I understand. And he's a nice guy, Kenneth yeah. Royce. He's come to the Free State Project events and has spoken there. And, you know, I think that the Free State Wyoming deserves credit for being the most organized, the most successful, long term alternative 
to the Free State Project. And by successful, I simply mean they still exist. And there's, people have moved. There's still a website, and people have actually moved for the project. But the, according to the guy who came to visit, who spent seven years there for Free State Wyoming, he says that the kind of people who've moved are more of the kind of folks that want to be out alone Loners. in the woods, you know, or on the plains or wherever, yeah. and, you know, be able to shoot their guns and be left alone. And you know what? In Wyoming, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. It, it might make a lot of sense for some people that are just looking for that. Maybe they're not really looking to get active and try to make a big change. Uh, maybe they just want to find a nice place to go kind of hide out and shoot guns. And that's cool. If that's your thing, then maybe Wyoming makes sense. Yeah, but I have I don't have a lot of information and I only put languishing. I said that, um, you know, that right here I said started by those mostly in the West who weren't interested in the FSP, um, interested in an FS, uh, in the FSP as another option. Reports vary on their success, but little quantifiable success has been reported. I've seen no successes from a you know standpoint of you know them having any success in the government or doing anything yeah, there's there. no publicity i'm there's hearing no, as many people leave as move there's and no that's, there's that's no, all i got yeah there's no there's no buzz there's no publicity there's no exciting uh news coming out of there you certainly don't get headlines like uh right now freekeen.com has been referenced in reason magazine for one of the articles that that we published uh, which cited a, a, a state representative here actually from the Keene area saying that free staters are the single biggest threat the state is facing today. Now, find me a quote like that from Wyoming or Austin or, you know, Asheville or any of these other places. Maybe eventually they'll get there. You know, maybe they will maybe make they the will. splash that they want to. But that's the kind of thing you don't see coming out of free state Wyoming. You don't see any headlines of any sort about their impact there. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's yeah. the thing. Do you want to have an impact and actually, you know, strike at the root and actually see more freedom in your lifetime? Or do you just want to go hide out somewhere and shoot some guns? I mean, if that's the case, you can go to a lot of states and hide out somewhere and shoot guns. You can do that in New Hampshire, too. Like, go to Grafton. Nobody will find you there. Yeah. It's the could. place activists go to disappear. But, but that quote <laughs> is it, really fantastic true. because it just shows what an impact the Free State Project is having. And, yeah. and that people, It's undeniable. Yeah. By the way, I think that uh, Grafton's had a lot of quantifiable successes, and you're just upset that Grafton gets some people to move there and you don't like it. I think Grafton's fine, but that's just what people say about it. There are people who've moved to Grafton. That's what some people say some of the time. There are uh, there are visible activists who've moved to Grafton and have disappeared. Well, they're busy in Grafton, I guess. Mm, no, they've us- usually just disappeared. All right, whatever. That, whatever. Uh, Blue Ridge Liberty Project, which we talked about last night on the show, and you can go get that archive. We spent the first hour on that. Yeah, freetalklive.com. It's uh, you know listed under last night's date, and you can uh, go get that. And you know we talked about it exhaustively. Um, They're new. Yep. It's a peaceful parenting community offered as an alternative to the FSP. Marketing only to peaceful parents and voluntarists, uh, and I think that's one of the, the downsides to it. They're not a big tent. You know, they, they're not interested in attracting people who are interested in changing the system. Uh, and they think well, that they can be they free. They would say that the downside of the Free State Project is yeah. that it is a big tent and it dilutes their message. So there you go. They think that they can be free by just living free and that the state's somehow going to leave them alone. I, yeah, that I, seems a little I think delusional. the jury's out on this. They have uh, they have a little cult of personality-ish in that they have a very strong marketer in uh, Justin Stout. Um, but at He the, doesn't have the the name that a Boston Tea Party No, but he's, got a, he's gotten a lot of people behind his project. Yeah, and, yeah he deserves credit but, for that. They decided to pick a place where he didn't live, which I think is a real plus. Credit for that, too. More coming up. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. 
The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever you would like here. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you'll find on our website, and you'll find they're absolutely free. We've got a webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that and enjoy that for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Dot com. You've been hearing about Bitcoins here for a while on Free Talk Live. and The number of people around the world that are using them is exploding. If you have a business and you want to accept Bitcoins, but you don't know how, you're in luck. BitPay has made it easy for you. Thanks to BitPay, there's now an easy way for any website, charity, or retail store to accept Bitcoins and have them instantly converted into cash deposited right into your bank account. The fees are much lower than credit cards and there's no risk of chargebacks or fraud. Visit BitPay.com to get started. It's BitPay.com. And this is a service that, uh, you know, frankly, you should be, if you have a business, you should be offering to your customers. It's fast, it's easy, and it costs less than credit cards. BitPay.com. All right, let's go to the phones, and we'll continue here with you and your thoughts. Uh, we go to Gus. He's listening in Houston. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Gus. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I want to talk about Mark and the monocle. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I think that uh, I think y'all glossed over that way too much. All right, go for it. So you should, we should spend more time talking about me having a monocle? Yes, I think you need to embrace the, your monocleness. Well... So um, the the uh, the fact is, is I have an uncorrectable vision problem, and what I said previously is if I had a whole bunch of money that I could get a specially made monocle. And the thing is, is that somebody would have to spend a great deal of time mapping out my vision because they can't use sort of the standard uh, – you know, I don't have astigmatism. I don't have um, a warped eyeball. I've got a problem where I – you know, a growth sh- uh, showed up on my retina, so I have sort of a, a, a macular degeneration kind of situation without it being in the macula. You may be in luck because my uncle is actually an eye research scientist. He works at Emory University in Where's Georgia. That? Okay, and I don't, uh, I don't feel lucky he, yet. He, he travels. Uh, he's you know he's in like half retirement now, and he travels around the world mostly giving lectures and stuff. But may- maybe he could uh, poke your eye with something. Well, great. But what I was suggesting is is that uh, this monocle would have to be mapped out. Some it, it would the monocles don't cost much. It would be this particular monocle that would cost a great deal. However, it would be pretty funny to see me in a monocle. 
No, I, I think it would, I think you need to embrace the monocle. <laughs> I think it would be great if you also grew a very long mustache that you could twirl with your fingers. I as, think I should just uh, wear no. the monocle and not do anything else because then it would just be that much weirder and outrageous. Isn't it one of those uh, one of those guy dating things that suggests that you have something about you that's uh, completely different, like an eye patch or I don't know, peg leg, um, mm. and you so, go off to the club so the women have to pay attention or something? That that would be your bling. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> Accessory. It, it would be mm-hmm. hilarious, is what it would be. I think you need to go for the whole Colonel Clink look. <laughs> Shave the head. Was he was he bald, Colonel Clink? He, he was, was right? bald. He was certainly bald on top. Yeah, and he had a short hair on the side. Gus, no, uh, he was, go ahead. Yeah, well, he was pretty. He was definitely bald on top and pretty tight on the side. Yeah. Thanks for calling with the thoughts. Anything else you want to share? Uh, the Bitcoin. Um, I, I know you all promote that heavily, and. Um, have you have y'all looked into the the exchange rate with that? I, I thought you know I went to one of the sites and it was a three point nine nine percent fee on that. Yep. that seemed kind of high. You talking to change Bitcoin into to dollars? Yeah, exactly. I saw another one that was seven percent. Yeah, it depends on how you want to do it. Uh, different ways. Um, if you go to bitinstant.com, there's different ways to to do it more and less um, um, expensively. But if you take a look at what it costs to transfer money into any other currency, you're going to pay those kind of rates too. I um, mean, it's unpleasant to pay any kind of fee at all. But the fact is, is that um, like here's my prediction: is that if you don't do it this week, then a month from now. You're going to be like, man, I wish I had paid the 4% back then. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say because, you know, if you uh, purchased it a few weeks ago when it was 10 or 11, I think it was 11 something, you paid a fee and you might have said like at the time, ah, I wish I didn't pay that fee. But now, right now I'm looking at it's 13.44. Yep. So uh, that fee absolutely didn't come anywhere near getting to that. I paid a fee to do it and I dropped more than $10,000 into Bitcoins. Wow. That's a, that's I was, a lot. I'm serious. I really believe bitcoins are going somewhere. Apparently, you do. I, I agree. And so, you all feel that the the bit instant or you know whatever you're promoting fee is the best best fee. As far as the fee goes, you might be you able to find two percent Dwala to uh, bit through bit instant from Dwala to bitcoins. Two percent. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about transferring from Bitcoin to dollars. Uh, that seems to be more expensive. It's it's cheaper to get into bitcoins than it is to get, get out, out of it. bitcoins. So there you go. Okay. Gus, uh, check out bitinstant.com. That's the cheapest way I've seen to do it. And also, as far as changing bitcoins into dollars, the folks at bitpay.com have pretty low rates on that. Uh, so it might be a way for business owners to accept bitcoins without having a big you know, transfer fee as far as changing those bitcoins into dollars. If you go to the Free State do. Project Bitcoin Consortium on the website and you want to change your dollars into uh, you know, bit, your, your bitcoins into dollars real quick, people just post there and get it sent to and their sell PayPal. them person yeah. to person. They just sell them person to person. Gus, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've been going over the Move Here project. Mark, we've been through, I think, five different uh, Move Here projects. A couple that, uh, well, they expired back in uh, the early 1980s or early 70s. And then a few more that were more recent, including Free State Europe, which didn't really ever get any kind of uh, traction. I don't think they ever even selected the destination for Free State Europe. Europe. 
Uh, also, the current uh, one of the current ones was Blue Ridge Liberty Project, which yep. we discussed quite a bit of detail last night. What did you want to cover next, Mark? Lone Star Libertopia. This is, by the way, coming off of your Move Here Project page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Project. Yeah, that's right. Um, Lone Star Libertopia, which is a new one. It's basically John Bush and Catherine Bleich, who are uh, you know stars in the liberty movement. Catherine Bleich was actually named one of the 50 most dangerous people by the Southern Poverty Law Center, um, <laughs> or Patriots, or something like that. Uh, was the term terminology that they used. Um, and She's I mean, a feisty one, that's for she sure. She is a feisty one, and now they've got a couple of kids and a chicken farm, and they want people to move to Austin to in the general surrounding vicinity in order to get that uh, town of, what, several million people freer. It's not several million people, but there are hundreds of thousands of people living in, in Austin. So there's, you know, I would say between Asheville and Austin, the Blue Ridge Liberty Project and Lone Star Libertopia... There are fewer people living in Asheville, so you may have a better chance of success there if you were to get people to move But they're there. still both fighting, besides the peaceful parenting thing, which the Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge Liberty Project has, and I think that's a great niche for them. Mm-hmm. I think they could have used that niche in New Hampshire, but that's my opinion. Yep. Um, the, the Lone Star Libertopia is essentially fighting with them over the free, you know, people that would otherwise move for a Liberty Project but can't handle snow, um, you know, those people. And I think that you're talking about perhaps dozens of movers a year Ops, um, you know, they would be, you know, fighting over which then therefore people have to decide, well, is that enough people to make anything happen? And will I pick up and move for that? And the other thing with both of those projects is they both focus on one specific area within a state. And they are both intending on ignoring, to some extent, getting enough, they want to get enough people there to where they can ignore the, the state governments. And governments that's, just don't want to be ignored. That's agorism versus sort of, you know, standard sort of political operative uh, libertarian stuff. Right, and I think that the state doesn't want to be ignored, and they're going to, if you ever do make uh, get a foothold there, they're going to show up and be very interested. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight. Bring up whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And the features on the site we give away. With you tonight, it's Ian. Marcus. And Mark. Marcus is here courtesy of his website, brainlesstales.com. It is a comic. It is free. You should check it out. Brainlesstales.com. 855-450-FREE. We'll uh, let you take control of the airwaves here and bring up whatever you want. We've been talking about the Move Here Project. It is a webpage that you've created on Facebook, Mark. It is facebook.com slash moveheareproject. And you're attempting to collect all in one place information about the various different migrations or proposed migrations for liberty mostly proposed uh that in a lot of cases have fizzled and not gone anywhere we should correct ourselves someone uh sharif was it posted on the the page that free state europe still exists uh the website is gone they have changed their name to free what is it freedom european freedom project freedom Freedom project Project Europe. europe it is a facebook page freedom project europe However, if you go to the Freedom Project Europe Facebook page, you will find that 
it has not been updated by the page itself. No one officially affiliated with the page has posted to it since September of 2011. Mm. Uh, they, I'm going to keep the failed thing next to uh, that. I would, I would call that languishing. I mean, it's, no, they still have a website. No, I'm sorry. That's not languishing. Well, they, well okay. Look, I mean, you I'm know, trying here. if you proposed several years ago that people pick up and move and there's not enough going on in your project to have posted on your Facebook page for a year and a they half. They have yet to choose the location yeah, in September. They had a map with prospective locations, including uh, Iceland, Ireland. Uh, let's Languishing see. is a much higher status um, on my list. Uh, you know, I've got uh, Free State Project, uh, excuse me, Finland, Free State Wyoming as uh, languishing. Languishing means something's happened. Malta? No. Listing out, I'm sorry, typing on the internets is not. They've got a map. Is, uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, I got another one here. The American Samoa Liberty Project. This was a joke you created. This is a joke I created because I'm telling you, it frustrates me when somebody gets on the internet and just cavalierly says, you know, let's start a liberty project in Mobile, Alabama, or wherever. They just Mm -hmm. pick their town and say, let's move here. And I think that it's, um, you know, very frustrating. So I suggested the American Samoa Liberty Project. Now, frankly, there are only 60, you don't need a passport to get there, and there are only 60,000 people in American Samoa. It sounds so, pretty good. There's actually. an argument to be had for it. However, one third of those people work for the government. <laughs> and when you show up as a white guy telling the American Samoans, we're here to take over your government, we're going to teach you freedom, that's going to go really badly. Have you seen those people? <laughs> the guys are huge. I believe that as far, aren't they, they're most likely to be, you're most likely to be a football player or something like that. If you're if from you're, American yeah. Samoa? <laughs> yeah, like Samoans. Samoans, like it's like... As far as I guess, is that an ethnicity? I'm not sure. But I don't know. I would guess. Yeah, that they have the, the highest, most per, highest percentage. You know, because yeah. there's very like you were pointing out, there's very few of them, but there's a lot of them are uh, fo- football players. There you go. Apparently, you uh, either work for the government or play football. <laughs> well, in American Samoa, um, I mean, mostly government type jobs. Working, I think a military base or something mm-hmm. would be my guess. So it it would work very poorly. But this but was you a, weren't serious. About this was that. a spoof that I uh, created, and um, you know, I made a Facebook page. It existed. I can verify that it existed, so I put it up. Yep. And um, there's another one. It's called The Citadel. And this, this is, is a new one, right? Yeah, this is a new one. This is uh, preppers moving to Idaho. Uh, it's a large group of pre- preppers plan an exodus to northern Idaho to start a new community. Now, one who is a prepper is not necessarily liberty-oriented. Not necessarily, but I, I'm trying to be, t- t- uh, you know, sort of... Open, inclusive? Yeah, yeah, inclusive here. I don't want to be terribly exclusive, um, yeah. you know, as far as... Because one can get really... Be slicing the cheese very finely, and that's mm-hmm. to some extent what the Blue Ridge Liberty Project is doing. They say that you can't be somebody who believes in small government. You must be a person who believes in voluntary uh, human organizations, which means essentially, you which know, of course no the largest monopolistic governments. Right, the largest portion of voluntarists in one place is here in New Hampshire. Sure. So those who are seeking more voluntarist types to be around. The obvious place to go is New Hampshire. We've got but them here in space. They wanted to start a project. I, you know what their stated reason is: is they want a peaceful pairing and communion community, which of course also would be, pretty big up here. Yeah, would would be you know fine to start in New Hampshire. And they wanted to attract. They they figured that they'd do better by taking the people who uh, didn't want to move to New Hampshire for whatever reason, rather than um, you know placing their bets in New Hampshire. That yep. was what the statement. I don't understand it. I suspect somebody who's intimately involved in the project is scared of snow.
That's what I think. Oh, whatever. But that's my opinion. But the best of luck to them. I hope. I hope one of these pans out. I mean, I. Hope I would that- love a place to to winter. Absolutely. Yeah. Please, you know, all the luck in the world. But I can't. You know, I'm not going to pee on you until it's rain. Tell you it's raining. I'm going to give you my opinion, and I think that that's the highest form of respect I can give you. Well, Chase from the Blue Ridge Liberty Project fo- posted on my Facebook saying. That he says that he wants me to know he has no issue with any remarks I might have made regarding why I don't think the Blue Ridge Liberty Project is the most efficient or effective setup. says, I welcome your critique and any idea worth pursuing should hold up against strong skepticism. Yes. I think the only thing that's discouraging is when you say things like it's not viable or it won't work. That's a speculative conclusion. I'd like to say it's speculative based on experience. It's speculative based on, you know, looking at the numbers and saying – it's more likely to work. It may not even work in New Hampshire, but it's more likely to work here because New Hampshire we have- has failed its way to success. Um, you know, Sam, our former co-host, was pointing it out to today. The fact is, the Free State Project has had massive failures along the way, but in spite of that, is successful. Still, here. still yeah. here, people are still moving, um, and yeah, people have moved away. Absolutely, people have moved away, but more people are moving than have uh, moved away. And uh, you know, I mean, the, the, if if somebody doesn't like the counter number, they can go in and change their address and the counter will change it's a it's a numbers game and having the largest concentration of activists in a small population place is the most important factor that's the 10 states that were chosen for the free state project as possible states were chosen primarily based on population there were two exceptions rhode island and hawaii were left out due to their renown for being corrupt places so those two were left right were left out of the uh the options but the other 10 uh, the remaining 10 were there just based on population now here's one that people probably haven't even heard of um did you want to go on i'm sorry i don't know uh the the kentucky free state project yeah i have not heard Uh, of that yeah now this one is little more than a web graphic um in existence but they have uh, swiped the free state project name much to the chagrin of uh people who are in the leadership of the free state project Mm. the whole name and um you know i think that if you're going to create your own project here's two things you should steer away from using the term free state and it's an oxymoron anyway i mean that's a good critique is that right one of the biggest critiques of the free state project is it has the term free and state in it and then most of these other projects go and bite off the name uh, you know anyway but um you know Using free state or a porcupine. You shouldn't be using either one of those. Those are uh, trademarks, and you're misidentifying yourself when you do it. You're confusing the public. But what is it? What I mean, you said it's just a web graphics, not even a Facebook page. It's a, it's it's a. I mean, they don't have their own page that says KentuckyFreeStateProject.com or something like that. Where did it's this graphic come DailyTiki.com. Um, you know, I, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they they made the graphic. Go to Facebook.com/slash Move Here Project and take a look. Um, okay, I'm looking. I mean, you know, there you go. You'll, you'll find the link. So uh, another one of them is uh, BlueSeed.co, and this is one that I'm very excited about. Uh, you know, people will say that I'm a uh, you know extreme partisan when it comes to the Free State Project, and I'm not. I think that BlueSeed.co has the best. Uh, opportunity to overtake the Free State Project and succeed far more quickly. The fact is, is that if you create a boat and move it 13 miles off the shore, that you could very well quickly overtake the successes of the Free State Project. The Free State Project is a project to move 20,000 liberty-loving activists to the state of New Hampshire, where they will struggle, fight, and uh, pursue their freedom against uh, people who wish to take it away from them or have already taken away the freedom of other people. Whereas if you put a boat out there and say, we're going to fill this 
boat full of voluntarists, you already have a voluntarist community that day. Now, they claim that they will start on December the 13th, uh, December 2013, and I sincerely hope that they do. But at this point, they're an idea and not a reality. They've gotten some great funding from Peter Thiel, among uh, other people, and I sincerely hope that they manage to uh, to pull it off. There is a website, Mark, KentuckyFreeStateProject.org. Okay. Is, well, link to uh, it. On, all you have to do is go to my page and uh, take that link and uh, put, it, put, put it there. You can, you know, this is, this is intended to, to be a way that people can... Uh, you know, put more information out about these things. Eight five five. It is up, being updated. There is a. Uh, there are blog posts that are Great. relatively current. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. We talk live, only moments remain, enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number, and that number is brought to you by SACL CAI. If you enjoy this program and would like to help support Free Talk Live, would invite you to shop with us. You can do that over at shop.freetalklive.com, and that'll take you to a few different links uh, to different stores online. The primary one is Amazon, and we have three links to Amazon, one for Amazon US, one for Amazon Canada, and the other for Amazon UK. Click into the link that's right for you, and you'll be able to do your Amazon shopping as you normally are. And Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. It's the same great Amazon prices that you're used to. It's just that you're entering through our affiliate link, so Amazon credits us 7 or 8% typically on most purchases. And that's a big deal for us. So please go to shop.freetalklive.com when you're ready to do some online shopping and get your shopping done through our Amazon links there. Again, shop.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the Move Here Project. It is a Facebook page you've created, Mark, to bring together to one place all of the various different Move Here projects that there have been over time. Some of them still exist. Some of them, not so much. And we were just talking about the Kentucky Free State Project, which I was completely unaware of. Uh, We did end up determining that there is actually a website for it, KentuckyFreeStateProject.org. You may want to update the uh, the entry because the one you have is a daily T. Now, if you look at the Kentucky Free State Project site and you go to the About page, it talks about how it's a gathering place for the various Kentucky Tea Party groups to keep each other informed about what we're up to. So I don't know if they're actually trying to move people to Kentucky. It it doesn't really have that feel to it, Mark. So I don't know if that means it's – does it qualify? I don't know. They're your... using the Free State Project uh, name. Right. And, uh, you know, I've got some other things on here that are arguably not um, entirely – don't entirely fit for the, uh, um, you know, the, the list. So I don't know. They're not saying move to Kentucky. I don't, I don't see that anywhere here. They are talking about bringing tea parties together, which, of course, the Free State Project has nothing to do with the Tea Party no. or Occupy. Free State Project participants have participated in both Tea Party and Occupy. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, publicly ask the Kentucky Free State Project to stop calling themselves the Kentucky Free State Project <laughs> and start calling themselves the Kentucky Tea Party Coalition. Yeah, that's basically what it is. All right, so um, Free St- Cities Project, which was the idea to move uh, to, you to know, Honduras, start, to ha- the Honduran idea. You know, a couple of cities in Honduras. They They'd were going up these to be. Cities. Honduras was supposed to uh, sell to the Free Cities Project right. plots of land upon which supposed free cities, independent of Honduras, 
somewhat, would be built ended up being that the Honduras Supreme Court decided that that was a no-go. Uh, right, and the Free Cities Project is still poking around. I think they're talking to Jamaica and some Eastern European uh, places and see if they can still do it, but I, I've listed them as not quite dead. It, now, yeah. I, uh, by the way, I like this idea, and so many That's people idea. don't like it when we say that uh, you know we don't think that a particular project's going to work. I'm willing to go out and say that some of these ideas I think are going to work. Mostly it has to do around funding. Right, wasn't the uh, free cities was really focused? I thought on business, like finding a yep. place to do uh, more free business that was sure. less regulated. That's what it seemed like for me that the focus was for them. Yeah. They were going to use best practices from governments around the world to uh, create sort of a Hong Kong of the West. Another one that I really, really like, and if I ever get to be wealthy like some talk show hosts manage to do, this is what I'm going to do. It's the Sea Lions organization, and this is the idea to make these self-sustaining catamarans that you can take anywhere in the world. They're, um, you know, they, they create their own power, uh, filter their own water. In uh, theory. In theory. In theory, um, and these are just theory, and I put it as listed it as underfunded. I don't, you know, I mean, the the ideas are still sound. It was always just an idea, but you know, the date keeps on getting pushed back for whenever they get started with whatever uh, it is. That I actually do. met somebody at a at a Liberty Forum of all places that was uh, signed up for the Sea Lions. Okay, and uh, his backup plan was Free State Project. Yeah. You know, I I think that I, I think that it's the best idea out there, but unfortunately, it just doesn't have the money, so therefore, it's not going to go anywhere. But, but, it's, it's, but it's living on a boat, really. So, I mean, it's not the best thing for a lot of people because most people don't want to live on a boat. That's true. Otherwise, I, they would. Right? Well, if if you want to live in communities, the government claims to own the land. You know, and but by the way, no, they wouldn't, Ian, because the fact is, is that technology hadn't moved until recently to the point where you could have the same sort of benefits on a boat that you could have on the land. Now you could, now we're getting much closer to that. By the time, yeah, but I, if somebody wanted to live on a boat, there would be nothing stopping them. There have been houseboats sure, for a long absolutely, time. Absolutely, you can go live on a boat, but you know, now you can have the internet through four G. You can have, uh, you know, you can do, create yeah. solar power and things like that. It's better now. So sure. if you want to go camping out in the bay on a boat, yeah, you could do that previously. Now. You could have a have a have a houseboat. Uh, just curiosity, I've been waiting for them to launch, you know, one of these boats because yeah. I'm just so curious to see it. I want to see the YouTube well, walkthrough. That's and, what they want. They you want, know. you know, that's what everybody wants yeah. is the boat, and they don't have the boat, and yeah. that's the problem with that project. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Free Paul, State Project is way beyond the idea phase. Yes, it we're is. here. Sure it's it been is. a decade uh, that the Free State Project has been in existence as an idea, and it became real after the vote when people started moving. More and more people have moved. We now have over 1,100 people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over 13,000 are pledged to move. We want to get to 20,000. This is not just an idea. It's real. Proof of concept. It's happening. The statists are freaking out, as you can see over at freeking.com, with one statist uh, state representative saying that we are the greatest threat to the state. That to me is, uh, you know, that's not speculation. Right. No one's calling any of right. these other projects the greatest threat to anything. Um, right. And so someone's using a superlative to describe the Free State Project. They're not using a superlative to describe any of these other and projects. And most of them don't even, pr- you know, propose to be a threat to the state. They just propose at best to be a group of, you know, voluntarist types living in a small, relatively, you know, close by area 
And so they can commiserate together, uh, as you, Chase said. Actually, I will show. use a superlative to describe Free West Alliance. What's this, this is the biggest failure of all of them. Um, it's a free. The Free West Alliance is a, an organization attempting to organize migration of libertarians to the like um, and the like-minded into the U.S. states of Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming. In an order so to forget influence. just Wyoming, let's go to three different states. Yeah. So basically, they're uh, incorporated, been incorporated at one point or another into. There's not enough open space in Wyoming. We need to move to three places where. There's huge yeah. amounts of open space. Um, the Christian what ex- happened to them? Basically, they got incorporated into Free State Wyoming. Okay. Um, Christian Exodus, which is not really not a, a liberty project. Liberty project, but they did uh, basically steal word for word they, the website. They, they copied it. They copied the website um, from the Free State Project without permission. And if you can call it stealing, or you can just call it really bad well, manners. We, that's if we really don't believe in intellectual it property, and but it was ideas. bad manners, right? Yeah, to go okay. to somebody's web page that you're in almost form, direct sure. competition with and uh, swipe all of their programming from the web page. Right. If we went to BrainlessTales.com and copied all the pictures and then called it Mark's Brainless Tales, then, you know, that would be pretty, <laughs> pretty poor tacky. form. Yeah, it would be poor form. Paulville in Texas. Oh, this, this, Paulville. Is one of my, this is one of my favorites. It's just hilarious, I think, because it's, <laughs> it's just desert. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the idea, like... You know, uh, Ron Paul is, of course, great, uh, mm, yeah. but it's his ideas, you know, that's it's it's based on his ideas and just that they would take his name and go Paulville. Yeah, of course, Ron Paul has no association with this project. <laughs> he said he's not very good. He's not, he was lukewarm on the idea. <laughs> <Did he? laughs> well, the idea was it was going to be in Texas, right? Yeah. And it came out after the, 2008, after the 2008 campaign. Uh, it was a bunch of people who were, you know, oh, Ron Paul didn't I don't win, know about so. a bunch. Okay, a handful of people who decided, let's move to someplace in Texas that has no population and will build a town from scratch. Yeah. Has anything happened with it? Uh, I've called it failed uh, <laughs> completely. Um, you know, I just got a citation on it. I don't think anything's happened with it at all. All I saw was a picture of desert was their proposal. Um <laughs> Here's another one you haven't heard of, Ian. Limon Real. This is a Costa Rican free state project. It has uh, 40 likes on its Facebook page, so it can't be too important. But uh, you can go there. They're trying to get uh, people in Costa Rica of uh, libertarian mindset to move to, I guess, the Limon province. Uh, I can't entirely read everything. I didn't spend time sort of trying to translate it in my brain. Um, It's clearly not for me, so I don't think it really matters. (laughs) I've got another one here. The um, American Redoubt. Uh, program redoubt the american redoubt program is a strategic it doesn't say program american redoubt is a strategic relocation movement first proposed by survivalist novelist and blogger james wesley rawls which designates three western states um i guess this is very similar to the free west alliance and adjoining portions of two other states oregon and eastern washington as a safe haven for survivalist conservatives christians and jews by the way this almost exact geographic area uh, was also proposed for a uh, neo-Nazi movement uh, back in the 80s. So the, Christ- the, 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 the Christians and Jews will be moving to where the neo-Nazis are, I guess, if anybody moved for this. But um, I, well, the, the point I wanted to make with the Move Here Project at Free State Pro- excuse me, at Facebook.com slash Move Here Project was there ha- these things have been going on a long time. And, you know, just because you came up with an idea doesn't mean you're going to be successful. The Free State Project's successful by the sheer dent of the volume of activists that are involved. Paulville had the benefit of the name and the buzz around yeah. Ron Paul, and they didn't even get off the ground. Uh, the Paulville website is down. It doesn't exist. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm behind some of these and not behind others. I'm Out willing to get behind some of them. Tonight, back tomorrow, online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow. 
Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com.